0: Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David Medeiros, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast and please subscribe. So I've brought David in here for the podcast today on a little bit of false pretenses where usually we try to give people information. Today I got him pulled in here to try to do some sales. So one of the things that we've got in our inventory now is we've got a great deal of inverters from our new supplier, SkyMax Energy. And so... I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get McDerris in here and get him to talk about inverters and we'll we'll do some side pitches for for the Skymax inverters, the Thunderbolt series. So we're gonna talk about inverters today, but in such a way that when everybody gets done with the podcast, they're gonna be like, Oh, I, I think I want to go buy a Thunderbolt inverter from Missouri Wind and Solar. So <laughs> So let's talk about what inverters do. And then I also want to kind of talk about inverter chargers and what the difference is. And I know we've got modified and pure, right? Right. So let's just get started there. What do these awesome SkyMax Thunderbolt inverters do? What's the main purpose of the inverter?
1: The main purpose of any inverter is, is to convert DC into AC electricity. Okay, so you're going to convert DC on our inverters that we now carry the Skymax they are 12 24 or 48 volt depending on the model you know voltage will vary on the models of what's available so but that's their main goal and that's their really their only goal is to convert that DC power from your battery bank into usable 120 or or 240 AC power right now the ones we're carrying are, are 120 base models is what they are so
0: and that all goes back to and correct me if I'm wrong, the closer you are to the 110, 120, the 220, 240. So is a 48 volt inverter is going to have an easier time. Sure. Bumping that up. And so what's the, do you know the, the magic that happens in that inverter that converts it? Or, I mean, I know it kind of goes
1: through a rectification process almost backwards of what our, of our actual turbines go through. They come out, three-phase AC from the turbine and then we rectify them down to DC where you're kind of doing the same thing backwards through the inverter.
0: And the, the only thing that makes me think about, I mean, the rectifier is easy enough to look at and understand, you know, that's a, you know, a mechanical box. But if you open right. up an inverter, there's a ton of electronics. There's in there.
1: a ton of electronics and those electronics are really actually, most electronics are like cooling fans,
0: I know there's gauges, some LED readouts. Readouts. Some readouts so I mean, there, yeah,
1: there's there's different things like that. But for the most part, I mean, it's kind of just like it, it's working. Like I said, backwards. It's you've got DC power coming in. Well, then you have to have a set of diodes because you can't have it backfeed that 120 backfeed into your to your unit. So you have a set of diodes that's actually keeping that DC power once it goes to AC power as AC power. It won't let it backfeed back into the into the battery bank. So it, it's along the same principle there again as a,
0: a blocking diodes so now I've seen I've seen some options out there you got I think it's internal transfer and a is it a hard a hard wire yeah yeah so you got what are those what are those components so an internal do? transfer would have a a cord
1: on it that you'd plug into 120 and it will have an automatic internal transfer switch that once that a battery a battery bank Got too low, and say you're hooked up to the grid on on your power cord. There, you're hooked up to the grid on that one. The the cord it would come with. If it got too low, it would automatically transfer and start pulling power from that grid to keep okay. operating that unit. So that's kind of what that's doing. It's kind of like some of the Ames inverters, the bigger charger inverters that that we that we actually have source with SkyMax right now and are waiting to come in. But it's the same it's the same principle there. It it can do most of them are inverter chargers. They they have a charge feature on them as
0: well. So it's kind of the, it does the opposite of what a, a grid tie inverter does. Right. Instead of right. putting into the grid, right. it turns it down taking from and grid to yeah, make sure take... your batteries are, yeah. are healthy.
1: Yeah. That's what it's doing there. Then the hardwire. Okay. So a lot of the, a lot of the smaller inverters are going to have just a regular, maybe four plugs on them. You know, four 110 plugs that you'll plug in and you'll use. For various, you know, running various
0: So it's, it's like if you've got one in your vehicle and your, right. your power and your cell phone or whatever. So right. it's just straight that's out exactly, wanted.
1: That's exactly what you're doing there. Then the other, the hardwire is more that you're going to be feeding a source like a power box, like a, like a breaker box. So you can come off of that hardwire terminal, which would be on a 120 would have a line, a neutral, and a ground. Okay, so you just have your three lines and you would feed that over into your, into your breaker panel. So you'd feed the line into the, into the hot, right. And then you would the neutral and you'd put in the neutral bonding bar and then your ground, you'd go into the ground bonding bar and then you'd literally all your, anything that was in that breaker box then run off of that inverter i mean so you could trip breakers on and off the, as you wanted them and instead of having running extension cords everywhere you're now just feeding one unit and you're feeding that breaker box unit it makes it really slick if you've already especially if you have already have something in your house wired up instead of there again trying to you know remaneuver and get things cords run to them you can actually just go ahead and, and hook that hardwire inverter up that way so
0: so when you're when you're looking at sizing that inverter, what are you looking at? You're looking at the load that
1: you're gonna put against it. You know, the and sometimes you gotta remember most people in their homes got a two hundred amp service, right? Right. You go to your breaker panel and it says it's you just got a two hundred amp breaker in there. And then I and I sell you a little three thousand watt inverter, right, that's that's three thousand watt at, at hundred and twenty volts, you know, you're you're not even quite you're about twenty five amps. You know, you say, well, I've got a 200-amp service in my home. Well, the 200-amp service is in there. It's overkill. I mean, really, it is. I mean, because you'll have the 240 stuff
0: on well, it. The nothing, water. Everything's not all running at the same right. time ever. I mean, and, and the only reason it's in there
1: is if, for whatever reason, you turn everything. I mean, your your hot water heater, your dishwasher, your...
0: Electric ace, electric, uh, AC, heat. Yeah, electric <laughs> heat,
1: your oven and your range top. I mean, you kicked them all on. I mean, everything on running at full capacity, right? Refrigerators, freezers, all kicking on at the same time. In that case, yes, you're going you're gonna to pull that. So when you're, when you're sizing an inverter, you've got to think, okay, what, what are the major loads that's going to be running at any one time and maybe, maybe two of them at a time? And I've got to size an inverter that way and think, okay, well, most of the time, it's not going to be running. Like a refrigerator, for instance. A refrigerator only runs typically about four to five hours a day, you know, of actual runtime because it'll kick on and run for five minutes and it'll shut off for maybe 30 or 40 minutes. If nobody opens the door, maybe longer, a freezer is even better than that. A freezer may, may kick on and run five minutes and stay off for two hours, you know, so you really, really de- it just doesn't take a lot of power to run a freezer unless somebody's down there, open the lid. <laughs> unless, unless you have kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know. and, and in that case, you know, there's really nothing, nothing you can do there, but that's what you're, that's how you're sizing an inverter. You're looking at your load. What, what loads are, am I going to be running on this constant? And then let's just say you wanted to run a microwave. Okay. So you got the microwave, you know, it's going to pull 1100 Watts. You got a 3000 watt inverter. Okay. So it's going to pull 1100 Watts. Well, maybe I'm running Maybe I'm, I got the fridge on at the same time, and really that's the only other thing on there. But that fridge maybe pulls two thousand watts. Well, just for a second, go click that fridge off, you know. And there, there, again, if you're hardwired into a panel, you could just flip that fridge off while you run that microwave.
0: Well, so let me ask you this: so if you're, what's the? I'm trying to think what the top sized one we have is. It is it five thousand watts? Yeah. That, in we, the, that yeah. we actually have. Yeah, in the, sky, in the sky and
1: the SkyMax, the five thousand watt right now is the is the okay. largest we're carrying.
0: And so, if you were sizing for your house and you wanted maximum, could you stack two of those, or what do you?
1: Well, you'd have to just go through two. You'd have to split your breaker panel. One would feed one breaker panel. One okay. you, you can't. You can't stack them. As to say that you can't time together. Yeah, you couldn't feed two, two hots into the same deal. That it just wouldn't work. It. They would want to back feed into each other at that point, and and they would wind up hurting themselves. So you just have to split it off. I mean but that's not a if you know this going into it you can wire your home accordingly i mean you can you know you can say okay well i'm going to put my critical loads on this one and then i'm going to put all my you know secondary loads such as TVs stuff that doesn't need to be on all the time maybe some of your lights would not be on the critical loads you would have certain lights that would be on critical loads you know critical meaning things that have to run you know at all times basically i mean so refrigerators freezers you know well pumps things of that nature that have to run you know that, that if you if you need it, you need it right then. You can't. You say, well, I got to let the sun come back and charge my batteries a little bit. Well,
0: so. what's the what's the top line of an inverter that that we get our hands on? I mean, how many watts?
1: The top line that we get our hands on in the off grid right now is the Ames twelve thousand watt. Okay, which is a fifty, which can, can do continuous fifty amps. So continuous fifty amps is what it can do. We have Sam here. You all have heard him before. He's our local off-grid. He uses a 6000 watt inverter. He runs an air conditioner, he runs all of his home. Never never does he shy for power. I mean, he, you know, he run a microwave at the same time. So, you know, 6000 watts is a lot. I mean, a lot of people think, "Well, I need bigger." You know, you need to talk to us. We'll we're not going to talk you out of it if you if you want bigger, but we're going to try to make you understand why you don't need that, to spend that extra So money. there's, so Outback or... Outback, they make, you know, like the Radians, you know, which is a, a hybrid inverter, you know, that on-grid, off-grid inverter. 8,000 watts is the biggest thing, but they, they're stackable. So most of your hybrid units, right, your on-grid, off-grid, you know, the the grid tie battery backup units, they're typically stackable. You can actually stack them because they have the electronics and to understand... Not to backfeed. They know how to keep it regulated. And so you can stack them and get up to, I mean, really whatever you want. I mean, an 8,000 watt on 48 volt or, or or 240, it's going to be around a, a 30 amp service. So if you wanted to stack three or four of them to get back up toward that 200 amp, we've had people do that. You know, that they need that much power. If you look at, at some of the systems that we've built over the years, I mean, we've had some people that, that they need that kind of power. You know, they're running different does, things. Does Midnight? Midnight, no. Midnight, they, they don't do anything with the murders. They're in the charge controller industry, and they do a great job at that, and they need to stay there and, and continue to do a great job for that. One of these days, they they may branch out, but I, I doubt they do. I mean, right now, they're they're really focused on their charge controllers, and they're doing a great job with them. So.
0: All right. All right, here's the big question. You ready? What causes the letting out of the blue smoke?
1: Typically, it's, it's actually reversing your— Polarity on them, so you're when you're hooking them up right. You've got and
0: just and just to be clear about that, we're talking about when somebody burns up, burns, burns up, a, up a unit, and right. that, that is a yeah letting the blue a, smoke out That is an unfortunately yeah. frequent problem.
1: If you think getting toothpaste back in a tube is hard, try to put the blue smoke back in. It won't happen. So the normal case on that is reverse polarity. You've hooked it up. If anybody's ever put battery cables on a battery backwards and you know, trying to. <laughs> and seeing how hot it got that quickly, that's the same thing this thing does. It, it just doesn't understand why in the world you're putting something on there backwards. And so it will wind up frying the board most of the time, You know, letting that blue smoke out, as we say. The new inverters that we have, though, are pretty nice because a lot of inverters do not have fuses that are interchangeable. So once you let the blue smoke out, it's done. Well, the new inverters, the SkyMax Thunderbolt inverters, we had them made per our specification, and they have actual, you can take the top off of it, and they have 30-amp fuses in them that are replaceable fuses because we had that same scenario happen. Somebody hooked it up reverse polarity. Uh-oh, it's not working. We came in, three fuses, popped them out, needle-nose pliers, four screws, pair of needle-nose pliers, and 10 minutes of work, and it was up and running.
0: And that saved them... How much would that cost? That was a three
1: hundred dollar unit. Okay, I mean that's three hundred dollar I mean, and those fuses—they actually send you extra fuses with it. So I mean, they literally had no. You know, we actually did the work on it just so we could actually see one as we opened it up. And so I mean, they come out owing nothing, and it was just a. I mean, it was a three hundred dollar save. I mean, is what it was, and and so that's really nice. And also, those thirty amp fuses do another thing. Let's just say you really overload that thing and get it, you know, too hot. Most of the time, it's going to alarm out. These, instead of just alarming out, if it just continues, right? If the, if somebody continues to pound it, it's just going to pop the fuses.
0: And I think, I, and those are just regular. Car, yeah, they're just car, regular car blade, blade fuses. Yeah. yeah, they're just thirty
1: amp blade fuses. Is all they are. Uh, you can get them at any local hardware store. There again, they come with like eight extra, so it's not like it's you know they don't actually send them in the in the deal. We've only had to f- change fuses one time, and that was there again. That was because it was hooked up reverse polarity. Besides that, we've never had a change of fuse in them. We've actually had these units for about six months. We've been doing kind of a, a test market entry into them. We've had great success. We've seen one back, and it's the one I'm talking about. We fixed it. They walked back out of the store smiling from ear to ear, and that's the only thing that we've had any issue with. And, and there again, it was user error and not product
0: error. So We talk about inverters, simple enough to understand, because I think just about everybody these days has one in their vehicle. What's the difference between an inverter and an inverter charger?
1: So inverter, we've talked about. Charger, it's slash charger, okay? So it's inverter slash charger. So charger, just like your battery charger. I mean, it it is literally a battery charger that is going to use the 110 power or the 240, depending on which model you have, that is going to use that power to actually charge back to the system. But now don't think, okay, well, I'm going to... Plug in my inverter charger to an outlet that you're feeding from the inverter, <laughs> and it's going to make a loop and charge your battery. That doesn't work. Okay, so that, that just doesn't work. That's over unity. It's impossible at this point. And this point in science, it's at this impossible. point in physics. Right? right. Cannot, cannot do this. So what you're doing there is you have an external charging source, a generator. You're able to hook up to true AC power from the electric company. You know. You could even do it with another inverter instead of batteries. I mean, well,
0: what's the application here? What do we typically see this? We're, we're looking for an off grid guy, Sam.
1: Okay. Well, I always revert back to Sam because he's our local off grid guy. And he says, okay, it's been cloudy three days. It's still 90 degrees outside. It's hot. I have to run my air conditioner. He goes and fires a generator, lets his batteries charge back up. He can't sleep with the generator on. He lets the batteries charge back up for an hour, two hours, whatever it takes outside. Kills that generator. Batteries are back to charge. Now everything's running in his house just like it was, still off-grid. So that's the application you're using that on when you just don't have that renewable energy. A matter of fact, I sold a system two years ago. They bought no solar panels nor wind turbines. They bought all the batteries, all the material to do from the inverter or from the batteries on. They just built their own
0: and, battery backup for the whole and they house. They built a the battery backup from the home
1: and they had a big propane generator that they were going to use to charge the battery bank. There again they just didn't want to hear that generator running all the time. So they were going to just charge this battery bank. Now, since then in that two years they have come back and added solar and wind to that system. At the time they were, you know, just counting their money, count you know, saving up, but they wanted to get going on it. They were building a new house. They had that generator already set. They had that they had everything already set in place to be able to renew that power that they were going to need and so they went from the batteries on through to that inverter it worked great i mean it, it there again it, it was an auto start it had, most of them have an auto start feature on the inverter chargers so if you have a generator that has auto start feature as it as the battery so it's, level it's gets it's monitoring to, yeah. the bolts. so as it gets to a certain level it'll automatically trip it'll tell that generator hey kick on i need to get some charge in these batteries most of our inverter chargers are a, are three stage chargers, kind of like the the Midnight Solar MPPT controllers. They most of them have the MPPT function in them, where they'll actually look at the battery voltage and give it what it needs. It'll top it back off instead of just giving it a lot of excess energy that it doesn't really need and boiling those batteries. It'll tr- it'll it'll get all the energy it needs for a little while. It'll slow that rate down, and then it'll top it off. It'll float it off there. So they're really good in that nature. They're not just a bulk controller that you know, or, you know, a bulk charger that's throwing all the energy back in the batteries and and damaging your batteries. So matter of fact, they can be used with with lithium batteries, the iron phosphate batteries. They can be used with these different battery systems, and those battery systems have to have MPPT controllers
0: in them. So okay, what have we left off?
1: Well, I mean, this, just overall, I mean. The new SkyMax inverter, I'll not say enough about it. I own one in my own home. It's great. Most of your inverters, this is a little side note to our inverter. Most of your 1500 watt inverters will have, say, two to 4 plugins on them, right? And so I'll not name any of the names, but a lot of the inverters on the market, they split the wattage that's able to come out of those different so let's say it's a let's just say it's a two port right it's got uh-huh. two 110 plugs on it and it's a 1500 watt inverter the maximum you can pull off of any plug is 100 or 750 watts on those inverters so you plug in your skill saw that pulls 1400 watts it can't run because it can only give a maximum of 750 gotcha. watts Well ours don't do that Ours will give as much power out of each plug as the generator or the inverter is possible producing. So like on mine, I have it sitting in the home or in my shop. It's the only thing I have in there. Small system. I actually have it designed for a dog fence, containment system, <laughs> but I wanted an inverter that way. If I was in the shop, I'd actually run my lights in there off that, but I can actually plug into that with a skill saw. That's a 13 amp skill saw, a hard start. I mean, it's not a soft start skill. This is the old type 13 amp at 120 volts. So this thing is pulling every bit of 1500 Watts maybe a little bit more. When it gets up and running, it's probably pulling more about 1450. It runs it like a champ. But peak is going to be? Peak, actually, when I first hit the trigger, it peaks up to about 2500 watts. And, it, and the inverter is, of course, capable of a five-second surge of 3000. So it does everything that it said that it's, that it's going to do. I mean, it and does it well. I mean, it doesn't overheat the cables. I ran it for a, a period of time the other day. I was building the bench in the shop, and I was... Cutting a lot of boards, you know, and I don't have a huge battery bank there. Again, it wasn't designed for what I was doing it for. I was doing the, I was doing the old, well, I know it wasn't designed for this, but I'm going to do it anyway type of deal. (laughs) But it worked. You know, I, 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 what I did was just watch my battery voltage. I didn't hurt my batteries and I was doing it on a good, bright, sunny day anyway. And man, it just, I was blown away at, at its capabilities. Really, it did more than any other inverter I've ever used. Out on the market we've used a lot of inverters here at the store i mean tested and it's by far uh, outperforming anything we've ever had before
0: okay well great so as david wrapped us up there come by skymax energy inverters from yeah. us the thunderbolt series thanks for checking us out we'll keep bringing you more podcasts as i figure out more stuff for david to come in here and sell for us <laughs> thanks a lot thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's Doggy Chicken Treats coming. Thanks again.